Okay, let me start off with this disclaimer because we're going to be talking about anxiety and I'm going to give you some research-based techniques to manage them, but I'm not a fucking doctor, okay? There's no PhD in front of my name. If things are serious, when we get into this anxiety episode, if things are serious for you, I advise that you get medical professional help. So I'm putting that disclaimer out there first. Now, now that that's out of the way, we need to talk about this quite common issue that many of us face in our day-to-day. And I'm hoping to give you some insight and strategies to help you better cope with anxiety. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Rethinking with Rosalba podcast. This is all about unlearning some of the shitty habits, mindsets, and self-sabotaging behaviors that we have and rethinking how to address them. We're building healthy habits. We're changing our mindsets and beliefs so that you can create a life that you love. I'm your host, Rosalba, your unconventional life and success coach. So let's get into this bitch. Okay, let's first start off with understanding anxiety because we throw that word around all the time. Anxiety is a natural response to stress, but just like chronic stress, which we talked about in the last episode, Chronic stress is terrible for us, just like chronic anxiety is harmful for us too. So we have to be able to understand the difference. Think about anxiety as characterized by feelings of worry, fear, and just unease in general. Now, there are several different types, I mean a shit ton of different types of anxiety disorders, each with their own specific symptoms. Now, I'm not gonna get into every fucking type here because there's a shit ton, but I am gonna talk about a couple You may be familiar with some of these. First, there's generalized anxiety, right? Next, there's social anxiety. There's panic disorders as well. Phobias fits into this as well. Sometimes we get anxiety through PTSD. Um, Separation anxiety is a big deal. And substance-induced anxiety. So again, these are just a couple out of the many, many, many forms of anxiety, but I pulled these out because this is what I find, especially with the people around me, myself, that happen to be like the most common. Now, if you're interested in learning more about any of these that I just talked about or just other forms of anxiety, hit me up. I could get a specialist to come on here and talk about this with us. So you can find me on any social media platform. Well, not really. You can find me on Instagram and TikTok, Rethinking with Rosalba. So DM me. And just let me know if you're interested in kind of pursuing this topic a little bit more with a specialist, okay? All right, let's move on to my favorite part of any show is the self-reflection time. I want you to take a look at your wheel of life or wheel of happiness. As always, you can check out the previous episode on that. But the gist is that there are several areas of our lives, right? So financial, relationships, blah, blah, blah. Now, When I was looking into this, what I found was that some common anxiety triggers are actually work-related, social situations, health concerns, and financial worries. They were like the big hitters in our wheel of life or wheel of happiness. So here's a self-reflection piece. I want you to ask yourself, when or where do you feel anxiety? You can actually even physically feel anxiety in your body too. So things like when your heart is racing or when you're sweating or even having panic attacks. So I want you to ask yourself, what is triggering the anxiety? And then obviously when you do that work, when you're able to feel the anxiety, like acknowledge it, when you're able to figure out what the trigger of it is, 
we get to the root of it, and then you can kind of deal with strategies in order to cope with it, right? Or even eliminate it, honestly. Now, I'm about to give you a shit ton of strategies to help you manage your anxiety, okay? Now, if you listened to the stress episode last week, some of these strategies overlap because stress and anxiety just overlap in general. However, there are some new strategies in this episode that I'm sharing that are anxiety specific too. All right, so don't fucking tune out, bitch. Like, there are some other strategies in this one. And before I even get to the strategies, I'm going to start off with this study. You know me and my science. So they found, this is so fucking interesting to me, and it is right up my fucking alley because I talk about this shit all the time. It is my top strength as a fucking human being on this earth. This is what the study showed. They found that the part of your brain that you get anxiety from, right, it's like where your anxiety forms, is the same. I'm emphasizing is the same part of your brain that has gratitude. So what am I getting at here? Because you know I fucking always talk about gratitude. What am I getting at here? This is what the study showed. You cannot feel gratefulness, gratitude, and anxiety at the same time. Like your brain won't allow that. So hello, I talk about gratitude all the time because it naturally fixes things like it legit oh my god the the way it addresses like your health and well-being is like a game changer so i know i go on and on and on about gratitude but like this is a perfect example of hey this is why we should be practicing more gratitude your brain can't handle both it chooses one so I don't know, think about that a little bit because wouldn't you rather feel gratefulness over anxiety? I think everybody would pick fucking gratitude over anxiety. And if you don't, well, we gotta fucking talk about that. I just wanted to start off with that study because like, hello, this is the science fucking proved I'm right. (laughs) So, all right, let's get into some strategies. We're gonna start off with some physical strategies that you could be doing to, again, manage your anxiety. Okay, first one is deep breathing. Breathing exercises have been shown to calm your nervous system. Honestly, anyone that has an Apple Watch, it legit gives you like a breathing countdown thing, right? Use it, right? So it doesn't have to be, you can look up breathing exercises. You can like look up different strategies for breathing exercises. But at the end of the day, you want to keep it simple. If you have an Apple Watch, just use the fucking thing that's on there. And for Android users, I don't know what the fuck you got going on over there. Just try to find something similar. Maybe maybe your stuff has things. I have no idea. Um, I don't fuck with Android people. <laughs> so, okay. Next one, next strategy is progressive muscle relaxation. Now, I had to look into what the fuck this was because I'm like, huh? But I guess it's actually self-explanatory and... I don't know, I fumbled that one. So this is where you learn techniques to relax your muscles, right? This can help reduce physical tension that tends to be associated with anxiety because remember, you feel anxiety in your body. So this progressive muscle relaxation can help with this. Next strategy is people. Now, I'm saying this is physical because I'm going to give you an example of it in a second. You're probably like, this is not a physical thing, Hasada. Yes, it is. Okay, so with people, like, here's the deal. Uh, Just surround yourself with people that don't suck, that aren't fucking dicks, okay? Y'all need to learn how to just cut out toxic people that are in your life. This is a game changer. Yo, I do a fucking purge constantly. Like, not a violent purge like the movies, but... 
I purge out people constantly. And yeah, I know that may sound mean or whatever, but I really do like an inventory of my life and I'm just like, who fucking sucks right now and brings my mood down and their vibration just fucks with mine and they just make me feel like shit and blah, 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 blah. So I'm not the best. I'm going to admit this. I'm not the best at cutting people out that are toxic right away. It takes me a little bit of time to like notice their patterns. But trust me, I fucking purge. And for those of you that I have purged out of my life, sorry, not sorry, because you caused me stress and anxiety. So uh, I don't want that shit. So again, just surround yourself with people that lift you up, that make you feel good, that just don't constantly bring you down and cause you stress and anxiety. Now, sometimes we're naturally surrounded by these people. Sometimes they're like our work colleagues. Girl, you can find a way to disassociate with some work colleagues in a very non-rude way, okay? And you can definitely, on the flip side, gravitate towards the people that just bring you joy and make you smile, just make you feel good. I have my friend named Melly, right, Melanie, and I always tell her this. She is a fucking ray of sunshine. We laugh together. Her laugh just makes me giggle. We always, I personally always feel good around her. She's so supportive. I try to support her in the best way that I can, and she's my little fucking ray of sunshine. Like, I love that bitch. Anytime I'm around her, I feel good. Am I going to purge her? Absolutely not. That bitch is going to be in my life forever because of that, because she is a non-toxic person. Now, have I cut off a shit ton of work colleagues in the past and just, yes, yeah, family too, like, We're kind of stuck on like, don't cut out like people fucking in your family because that's wrong and morals and values and things like that. Sometimes we have to. I'm sorry. Sometimes we have to. Your well-being comes first. Okay. so those are how you handle people. On the flip side of this, the people that don't suck in your life can actually do something to help you kind of feel better, like hugging, for example. Hugging, scientifically, hugging releases oxytocin, right? And it lowers our cortisol levels. And that's the stress hormone. We talked about that in the past episode. So fucking cuddle with your loved ones, right? Not with stranger dangers, right? Cuddle with your loved ones for anxiety relief. I do this all the time with my kids. Not the older ones because they get cringed out a little bit, but my younger one, who I guess kind of gets cringed out a little bit too, but I always make it a point to hug and just, you know, it really does kind of decrease stress and anxiety. That's just a fucking science thing because of the hormones that are released on that. So hug a fucking person that you like. Okay, next up is your physical space. Please, for the love of God, (laughs) surround yourself with things or not things, but surround yourself with a space that doesn't stress you the fuck out, okay? I've said this in the past, cluttered space equals cluttered mind, right? A cluttered space increases stress and anxiety. And sometimes we don't even realize it, like that pile of clothes that are like sitting on that chair always. It's always a fucking pile of clothes on a chair. But sometimes we'd even realize like this is fucking making me feel uneasy because it's just become a habit to put the pile of clothes on the fucking chair or to not put the fucking laundry away and leave it in the baskets for like seven to nine business days, right? So again, you may not feel that it's causing you anything, but subconsciously it is. So clean up your fucking personal space, okay? 
or not clean it up, but make it like very zen for you. Like what is your version of calm? Make your physical environment that. And you know me, I fucking, I talk about this all the time with my home. My home is, I've really set it up where it is very fucking calm to the colors, to what's around, like everything in my home makes me happy. And I don't, I'm not talking about like knickknacks and fucking shit like that. It's not filled up with stuff. It's just, it has things that I love. I have a whole comic book section in my house because I fucking like comic books. And every time I see it, it makes me fucking feel good. So physical space matters. Even like not just wall colors and not just like the things that you have in your home, but even like sounds, like sounds in your home. I personally play calming sounds at night. I told you this with my sleep and all that stuff. I got this little Puerto Rico soundtrack that I sleep to. So I hear the cookies and all that stuff brings me peace. Now that hearing cookies at night um, probably annoys a lot of fucking people. But for me, it is the sound of what Puerto Rico sounds like at night. And I love I live for that shit, honestly. So think about your physical space, the colors you're surrounding yourself with. Honestly, feng shui comes into this too. Like if you're into feng shui, I did a past episode on that. That can kind of sometimes help with this too. But if not, don't feng shui shit if you don't want to. Just analyze or just do an audit of your physical environment and see, oh, this shit stresses me out, purge, right? Like get rid of it, sell it, donate it, whatever it is, you know? Do that audit of your physical environment and then you'll see once you start getting rid of things that make you feel uneasy or just not at peace, it's going to be a game changer for your surroundings. So that's that piece. Okay, next up, exercise. Actually, I've decided I'm going to stop saying the word exercise and I'm just going to say move your body, okay? Because when I say exercise, people are like, nope, I don't want to hear it. And, um, but you got to hear it. So physical activity and I want to emphasize, I mean regular physical activity can improve your mood, okay? And this again goes back to hormones, right? The science. Why does it boost your mood? Because we're releasing endorphins. And when we do that, those are natural mood boosters. So yeah, maybe you don't feel like getting up and moving in whatever way that is. We talk about there are different forms of movement. I don't care which one you choose, but just fucking move and don't sit on a chair and a couch and lie in your bed all day, all right? I don't care which way you move, but move. And on the regular, move on the regular because again, it's it's really like your motivation and drive against these hormones that are released that are good for you. So maybe the way to kind of get out of your little funk, if you are in a little funk of not moving around, maybe the way around it is like, just tell yourself, hey, I don't want to do this shit, but I know that science wise, <laughs> I need to release this hormone and it's going to make me feel better. So, you know, and again, find the movement that works for you. Don't push yourself in things that like your body, you know, just can't handle, right? You got to like talk to a doctor about that shit. Okay, next up, eating healthy. Ugh, okay, with stress and anxiety, this, is, this one's a tough one for me, right? Eating healthy. I struggle with this because you motherfuckers know this. I have to have, I have a candy addiction. Like I really do. I'm aware of it. I know it's something I need to cut, but like everyone has a struggle and this is my fucking struggle. I eat nerds like I eat, I eat nerds all the time to the point where like when I date someone like that's their presence that they bring me like always a fucking pack of nerds. <laughs> so like everyone's aware I have this sugar addiction. 
But I know, or like we know, actually, we know better. We know that we should be avoiding excessive sugar or even like excessive caffeine, right? Because they can exasperate anxiety. So again, just kind of do an audit around how you're eating and clean that up a little bit. Maybe the start, I mean, I know the start for me is to work on this candy addiction, which I have had since my youth, okay? So it is 42 years of me eating fucking candy all the time. So, but I can do it, right? It's just about commitment, motivation, all that shit that I talk about. Okay, next up, you know, this one was fucking coming as a strategy. Sleep. I'm going to tell you something different about sleep. A lack of sleep can actually increase anxiety as well. Honestly, besides sleep helping with basically everything in the whole goddamn fucking world that has to do with health and wellness, which I talk about all the time, it's not just sleep and having healthy, like a healthy sleep hygiene. It's also about things that you do before sleep. So you got enough with the fucking screens before bed. Like, if that's the one thing you want to tackle, tackle that. Like, enough with the screen. I love TikTok, but I'm not scrolling on TikTok right before I go to bed. Like, mm-mm, develop a healthier habit there. Like, I don't understand why we can't get on this shit. I know it's overwhelming to change your whole sleep habit. And I've talked about this in past episodes and just in my coaching sessions and this and that. It can be overwhelming to just overhaul how you naturally have been going to bed Start small, just like start with like like putting the fucking screens away before bed. You know what I mean? So anyways, you knew sleep was coming because it's a strategy for everything, honestly, anything that has to do with wellness. Okay, next up is alcohol. Alcohol is another biggie. Now, I personally don't really drink. Like it's really super rare that I do. I mean, and honestly, that's not the point here. If you drink, no hate, right? I, I just want to give you as a strategy to try to reduce or limit, or if you can eliminate, that's great. Try to reduce or limit alcohol intake because it has been shown to worsen anxiety symptoms, even though we actually think the opposite is happening. We think that by drinking, it's de-stressing us, right? Because it's kind of like making us calmer. You get a little buzz, blah, blah, blah. blah wrong bitches. It's doing the opposite. It's increasing our fucking anxiety symptoms. So you got to cut back. You got to cut back. And I'll tell you right now, most of the people that are listening to this are going to skip this strategy. But I implore you, I encourage you to at least look into this because this is not a me thing. This is like what research has shown. Okay, now let's get into some cognitive strategies. First up, mindfulness. We've talked about this. Anxiety is rooted in worrying about the future, right? Anxiety is always linked to the future. We don't know what the fuck is going to happen in the future, right? So why are we obsessing over it? We create like 100 billion scenarios of, oh my God, this can happen and this can happen and this can happen and this can happen, right? Like that's what anxiety is, just future-based thinking. We don't know what the fuck is going to happen in the future. Life is life. It's going to throw a shit that's out of whack, right? So this practice of staying present, stay present, stop with the future shit, stay present or staying present is super important. If you really truly think of it, right, the present is the only place that has an impact and an effect on your future. That's it. So work on your present 
right? Because that's what actually, the actions and, and steps that you take in the present is what directs your future. So stop fucking trying to be a mind reader and think about what your future, blah, blah, blah. Like enough with that because you're just causing anxiety. All right, next up is time management. I need you to plan your day to reduce stress and, and the feeling of overwhelm, all right? So check out the stress episode again. I mentioned it last time. Um, the one thing that I wanna mention here that I mentioned in the last episode, so this is a little bit repetitive, but I need you to understand that some of us are addicted to stress. So it's not just that we have stress, but some of us are addicted to having stress. Like we don't know our lives without the stress. So anyways, point here being like, you gotta overcome that. So a way to do this is prioritize the tasks that you have, definitely avoid procrastination because procrastination also leads to anxiety. So some things to think about, those are self-sabotaging habits. But anyways, moving on. With that being said, actually, don't overload yourself with unrealistic expectations. Now, I always say this, be Delulu, be fucking delusional, reach for the stars, do the thing that you want to do, shoot for it, go for it, right? I don't care what your goal is that you're trying to build. Maybe your goal is to stop the fucking screen time before beds. Okay, that's fine. Whatever your goal is, break it down into smaller, more manageable parts because that reduces stress and anxiety. If you try to take everything on all the time, you're gonna fucking burn out. So no. All right, next up boundaries. This is fucking hard, but like setting up boundaries is super hard because you end up like pissing a lot of people off and it just, it comes with a lot of shit when you set up boundaries. You may need help for this, honestly, because there's a lot of guilt that we have when we do like set boundaries or also there's a lot of guilt that we have so we don't even create the boundaries. So if you need help with this, you got to reach out. Like, I can help with this. Okay, next up is journaling because writing down your thoughts and feelings are important. Remember that feelings come from thoughts, right? It's thoughts create feelings. Having this awareness is going to help you gain insight on what your anxiety triggers and what your anxiety patterns are. When you have self-awareness and get that, you can fucking tackle it, all right? Now, let me get into a medical piece. I'm sticking to this fucking disclaimer again. <laughs> Anxiety is no joke, and if it's severe, right, professional help is needed. A mental health professional, not me, a life coach, uh, I mean a fucking doctor, okay? Because sometimes self-care is not enough. You may need therapy, like CBT, or you may even need medication. And I don't mean like self-medicate, which a lot of people do, like they smoke weed just because it calms them down. And they're like, oh, yay, my anxiety and stress are gone. Uh-uh, doesn't work that way. So for real, if you or your loved ones are concerned about the stress and anxiety that you're displaying, you need to reach out for professional help. And honestly, to overshare, as I always do, I didn't know I personally suffered from anxiety. I didn't even notice that my parents are fucking riddled with it, all right? So I had a life event in my past, right? I had a life event that punched me dead in the fucking throat and it really like kind of changed everything because I knew it was time for me to go and seek some help, right? Like I didn't even know I had anxiety. Why? Because 
I thought since I was surrounded by that example that that was just like how life was, right? Because that's what I was surrounded by. So I'm like, oh, this is how people act. Again, we're programmed when we're little by our surroundings. So seeing my parents just kind of being anxious everywhere, I'm like, oh, this is just like, this is just the norm. So anyways, long story short, get help if needed, okay? The last tip, and this is super simple, but we really don't practice this enough in our day-to-day, laugh. Laugh, bitches, just fucking laugh. Aside from gratitude being the dopest thing ever that you can fucking do, like, just fucking laugh. Like, who hates laughing? I bet no one, like, literally, like, I maybe you do, that's, I don't know you, but, like, to me, like, who fucking hates laughing? I don't get it. But I will say this, how many of us on this fucking hamster wheel have days where we have not shed an authentic smile or a little chuckle, like you may not even realize that you just spent a whole last day without laughing, without hugging, without smiling, like guys, uh uh-uh, gotta do something different here. So I want you to remember in all of this that you're not alone, all right? Anxiety is quite common. And if you struggle with anxiety, aside from these strategies that I just gave you, there are others that can make a significant difference in your life, okay? So I want you to keep that in mind, research it, look into it. But if you know your body is telling you you have anxiety, you know that your loved ones are telling you you look a little anxious, let's start tackling that because we got one life to live and who the fuck wants to live it with a daily daily stress and anxiety. It is in our control to fix it, whatever way that looks like. Again, with professional help, with some of these coping strategies, there are ways to tackle it, all right? And it's different for everyone. It is not a one-size-fits-all. But the point is you are in control of actually being self-aware of what your anxiety is, like the triggers that cause it, the root of it, and your next step forward that you wanna take to kind of just tackle this bitch. So as always, if you need help, just talking about this, the link is in the show notes, you can book a call with me and let's just fucking chat. Well, that's a wrap from me. Hopefully you got something from this episode, you took something away. Don't forget to check out my socials because I'll give you more tips on there. And if you got something from this, share it with a friend. All right, I'll catch you next time.